But uh, right now, not because we want to, but because we're forced to, it's time for this. Time for Second Chance Romance. Holly, who do we have today? We're going to Carol. Hi, Carol. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hi, thanks for helping me. I'm okay. How are you guys doing? Yeah, doing well. No, thank you for doing this. We... We uh, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. We're going to get out of your way. The stage is yours. Tell us about your date, please. Okay. So um, Dave and I, we met online. And he, we, it was just like very easy for us to talk to each other. And when we first started talking, and then even more so when we met like in person for our date, we just, he's just really easy to talk to. Um. Originally, we, like, we bonded over our love of outdoors. So um, for our date, we met up for, like, a winter walk in uh, Minnehaha Falls. Oh, perfect. And it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect weather, too. So Nice. Um, yeah, love a good walk date. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was good, except that I, I'm really scared I may have, like, uh, just like overshared on the first date without getting into like too much. Now I'll just, I like told him a lot about my life and probably too much, like stuff like my kind of like complicated toxic relationship with my sister. And I might've like babbled on too much about my ex-boyfriend and the problems I had in my past relationship. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't tell him this when we were on our date, but I did just come from like a therapist appointment. And I feel like because of that, I was just in talking mode and sharing mode. And I just think I like overshared and I feel kind of bad about it. And I, I, I don't know if I didn't scare him off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you communicated what? with him since the date? Well, I, I messaged him like once and, um, I'm just worried he's going to think I'm like a little weird and I'm not going to lie. I'm like freaking out a little bit. And I, 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 oh. I think I overshared. So. Well, look, we just appreciate you having some self-awareness. We've been doing this for way too many years <laughs> and uh, we don't always have folks that participate that have some sense of, uh, Oh, well I might've done that. And I, so thank you right off the bat. Yeah. Well, um, did it, I mean, when you walked away, when it was all said and done, did you have a semi-positive feeling? Like, I know you were worried about maybe you overshared, but did you ever feel like you were, it was doomed at the end or did you leave on a good note? Like an optimistic, like, oh my God, that actually went well. Well, on the date, I didn't realize I was oversharing. That's why I just kept blabbing on and on because like, I, cause like I said, I just come from my therapist and then afterwards it just kind of dawned on me like, Wow, I should have yeah. like been just a little more private. But at the end of the date, we spent about an hour together when we, once we got back in our cars, just like talking, and we hugged. And I told him I had a great time and I'd love to see him again. And then he said he felt the same way. And so then I thought everything was like actually okay. But then as time went on, I realized I started thinking about everything I had said and realized, wow, I probably should have pumped the brakes a little bit and not like overshared like that yeah it's like you can't shovel those words back into your mouth it's just they're out 
Yeah. 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 And it probably doesn't help you haven't heard from him. So, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Mm, well, that's, that's where we come in, Carol. So we're going to try to help you. This At this point, we're going to put you on hold. Um, so yeah, you're going to be on hold. You're going to be able to hear everything. Uh, Dave, your date is on hold. He yeah. just, he doesn't know that you're here. He doesn't, he just thinks he agreed to take part. We told him he was nominated by a friend to be a part of a dating segment on our show. So, um, okay. yeah, he's her nothing. So will you hold on just a second? Yes. Okay. Oh, well, I'm nervous for her. Yeah. She seems very sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and us, I guess, right now. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys feeling? <laughs> Nervous. Might yeah. have been a little too much, a bridge too far for Dave, and just yeah. he wanted to, you know, ooh, you went over there, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. Let's go ahead and put Dave up. Hi, Dave. Hey. How you doing? Good. How's it going? Oh, you know what? Finest frog hair. Thank you. Um, Dave, <laughs> cool. uh, thank you for doing this. We realize... This is odd. I, I I would imagine in your normal life you don't call radio stations on a Thursday morning. So thank you. Um, yeah. This this is a thing we call the second chance romance, and uh, it's a dating segment. And uh, I know that we prepped you a little bit, but this is what we didn't tell you. You were actually nominated not by a friend, but by someone that went out with you and really liked you and wants to reconnect. Um, do you remember Carol? Yeah. Yeah. I remember okay. going out with Carol. Okay. Okay. That's a, okay. Okay. Mark one. Good question <laughs> answered. Um, yep. uh-huh. so, um, here's the deal. She really liked you. Um, she said though, that there wasn't anything past the first date. So if we can get a little nosier, was there a reason? Um, I mean, you know, we, we, we went out for a walk, and it, I mean, it was nice. Um, nothing like too much more to write home about. Um, I mean, yeah, but it was it was it was a nice date. Okay, it was a nice but, date. Oh, but you ghosting her? There's a big butt there, uh, Dave. Well, well, look, our our so our date was just two weeks ago, and I I, I wouldn't say I'm ghosting her. I mean. Honestly, I've been taking care of my mom. Um, she had an accident, and I've been kind of in charge of taking my mom to a lot of her appointments. And I've, I've just, I guess I've just been really preoccupied at yeah. this time. Um, oh. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's what's, what's been going on. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, not that that's good. By the mm-hmm. way, I'm um, sorry to hear about your mom. We, we've Thank all, you. yeah, we've yeah. all. Yeah, when you're 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 divided into four, you know, you're pulled in uh, different directions. Dave, well, here's the deal. I might have some good news for you, or at least we hope it's good news for you. The three of us hope it's good news. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. we can help. Carol is actually on the other line, and again, oh. really wants to reunite. So let's go ahead and put her okay. up. Carol, because she's heard everything. Dave, Carol, say hi to Dave. You guys talk amongst yourself. Hi, Dave. Hey, Carol. Hey, so is your mom, your mom's not okay? Or, I mean, is she all she, right? She, she's, she's doing much better now. Um, I've been pretty busy with that, though. And, I mean, kind of just a little, 
kind of just a little bit sad about it too, just, you know, seeing your, you know, your parents not doing well. Um, but I, I did have a really nice time on our walk though. I did. Oh my goodness. I'm so, I'm sorry about like all that with your mom. I'm sure that's like very difficult to deal with, but, um, I mean, I had a good time on our date too. And I was just like a little scared that maybe I scared you away. I, I don't know if I didn't overshare that day. Cause I didn't tell you this at the time, but I had just actually come from like a, a therapist appointment before that. And that's why maybe I just, I was just a little more open with you about like telling you a bunch of stuff about my life than maybe I should have been on like a normal first date. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm, I just, I'm not usually like that. I'm sorry. I, you know, I was trying to be more mysterious, but it didn't work out, I guess. Oh, uh, I, mean, I, I, I mean, honestly, I didn't find it, you know, off-putting at all you know i mean i thought it was i thought it was you know cool that you were you know sharing things with me and i mean i'm kind of you know i i tend to be a little bit more quiet at times but i mean i'm I'm glad that you have something to say and like you know you're working through these issues and you were able to to, to share that with me and i i i think i need to honestly i work on that kind of stuff myself too you know just be able to share more alexis you know? girl <laughs> okay, uh, guys, um, <laughs> I'm getting giddy over here. Okay, so, uh, well, sounds just like, you know, just like the timing wasn't right, but maybe it is now. If you guys are interested in going on a second date, we will pay for it. Carol? Oh. Oh, I would love to go on a date again. Of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm totally, I'm game for that. For, <gasps> for sure, yeah. You are? Yes. Yay! Oh my God! Thank you so much for helping us. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get you that uh, the gift card. Uh, We have a couple restaurants you can pick from, so we're gonna put you on hold. I uh, I know Holly has your stuff, but we want to get that gift card to you. So, Carol, Dave, good luck. Thank you. Keep us updated, and uh, we appreciate you this morning. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yay! I'm, so I'm excited to see you again, Dave. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, bye. Oh. Oh. Woo. Look at that. When he said it wasn't anything to write home about, that's what I was like, ooh. I know. Oh. Cloudy day is now oh. partly sunny. Absolutely. There we go. Yeah, you know. We don't get a lot of those, so we need to bask in the glow that is. Semi-success here on Second Chance Romance. Yes! She sounded really nice, though. I had a good feeling about her right off the bat, and then he sounded nice. Yeah. You know? Yep. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes life gets Uh in the way. Second Chance Romance gets in the way Tuesday and Thursdays (laughs) right here. (laughs) Sure does. (laughs) Sure does. Right here on uh, Jason and Alexis in the morning. We don't have a half-price deal, do we? No half-price deal. I'm just double-checking. Just double checking our. Don't want to do that. Uh, yeah, we, we don't want to miss it. You're right. We don't want to miss it. Yeah. When we come back, Holly has a journal. Oh, everything mortgage help is what you get with First Equity. Of course, they can do it all. Conventional FHA, VA, first time home buyer. And David, he just does a wonderful job of picking a great team who are live and local, ready to help with your mortgage. They'll meet you where you are. So it might be your first time, might be your 50th time. They've got you. And what's so great about working with First Equity, yes, they're local, 23 years and counting. 
but they're an independent mortgage broker. So you get that personalized assistance you need and deserve. And they can shop multiple lenders. So that's really great for you as a buyer. Also, too, on the seller side, they see first equity on your paperwork. Your broker has a relationship with first equity. They know the reputation and getting it done. Right now, the best thing you can do is to get pre-approved for a mortgage. Shop for a mortgage before you shop for a home and do it with First Equity. 763-251-8000 or head to mytalk1071.com and type in keyword David. Children. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. The Dirt Alert coming up in a matter of seconds. And while you listen to the Dirt Alert, don't forget to vote for all the morning show picks in the 87th annual My Talk Awards. Go to MyTalk1071.com, click on the awards logo, and vote for all the morning show picks. Thank you. And now, while you do that, Holly Roberts has the big news from Hollywood in the Dirt Alert. Hello. Yes, you can multitask. You can do uh-huh. all that. All right, Jason and Alexis, we're going to start off with a little celebrity justice. L.A. Superior Court judge denied bail pending appeal to Danny Masterson. They're worried that Masterson could make a run for it in this case. Now, the judge said if the defendant's conviction and sentence are upheld on appeal... He will likely remain in custody for decades and perhaps the rest of his life. And they did go on to say, in light of the fact that the defendant has no wife to go home to, because Bijou Phillips filed for divorce, Yep. and she left the Church of Scientology, the defendant now has every incentive to flee and little reason to return to state prison to serve out the remainder of his lengthy sentence should his appeal be unsuccessful. So he is staying put, and he is currently at North Kern State Prison, and he is currently serving a 30-year-to-life sentence on dual rape convictions. Yep. Now, Danny Masterson, according to California statutes, he'll be eligible for parole in 20 years, and he's going to have to sit that one out. But Now, he is appealing, but he's got to stay put while the appeal process is in place. Yeah. Uh, I don't blame the system at all Mm-mm. for yeah. all the reasons you laid out. Exactly. So we'll move on from Danny Masterson to Madonna's management and her tour producers responding to a lawsuit that was filed by two New York City men who weren't happy that whatever shows for a celebration tour began two hours after the start time listed on their tickets. Like, I don't, I don't know if we talked about that lawsuit in detail, but essentially, these people were suing because, look, we got to go to work. 
Mm-hmm. We got things to do. And Madonna is running late. Now, She her concerts notoriously are tardy to the party. And yeah. now Madonna's team, they're firing back. Here's what they had to say. Uh, Live Nation said the show's open in North America at the Barclays in Brooklyn as planned, with the exception of a technical issue on December 13th during soundcheck. They said this caused a delay that was well documented in press reports at the time, and we intend to defend this case vigorously. Now, that December 14th performance, it started late, started at 10 o'clock. Ticket time said it was starting at 8.30. Yeah. Here's what I think is missing, too. Well, two things. I have two thoughts. First is, maybe this puts Madonna, and I love Madge. I'm going to see her. I, I uh, Maybe this puts Madge and all the and all and, and teams of uh, uh, concert teams across the spectrum on notice that people are kind of sick of this. Even this, even if this lawsuit doesn't go anywhere, at least this makes people maybe go, "Okay, guys, we can't do this anymore." Because Madonna, let's be clear, Madonna isn't the only one doing it. But you know what? What, what isn't talked about with this lawsuit? It's not just the people that purchase the tickets; it's the venue workers. You know, the the people at these venues that end up having to stay for extra hours, like a ton of extra hours that they don't plan for. That's I, I that's what I was thinking of. I mean, yes, us, us the the fans, but my goodness, if these concerts go two, three hours late, <clears throat> that means some of these venue workers aren't getting home until like three o'clock in the morning. I don't know. It's just another aspect of it that I yeah. was thinking of. I wonder if they kind of take care of that. When they become employed there, they just say, this is it. You're going to get paid for the hours you're there if it goes over, you know. But but great point, especially if you're expecting to be home by midnight and it's yeah, not well, too. And I'm yeah, I'm just assuming that they're not. I hope they get you know, paid for it. Right. Yeah. But probably not overtime, probably not a lot. Yeah. It's just yeah. an aspect I was just thinking of a couple of days yeah. ago when I was reading this. Yeah, so we'll see if this lawsuit goes any further, but clearly people are making a stand and being like, hey, we bought this ticket, we want to see you, we want to support you, but you're making it difficult. But yep. Live Nation is like, hey, we had technical difficulties, please stand by. Uh, we talked about this in uh, earlier in the show, the big news out of uh, New York, The Daily Show, bringing back Jon Stewart to host part of its weekday programming. Of course, Jon Stewart hosted The Daily Show for many years, so here's the deal. He's going to serve as host on Monday nights, through the 2024 election cycle, and then he's going to be giving notes and doing an oversight role at the Daily uh, at the Daily Show. His contract could expire through 2025, or could extend. Excuse me. He's going to start February 12th, and this was totally a surprise to John Oliver. Apparently, he was on the Today Show, and then he learned that John Stewart was taking over the Daily Show, and John Oliver said he was surprised to hear the news. He said it's exciting to see what he does and compare John Stewart to Michael Jordan. George yeah, Mac. it's literally uh, Willie Geist was interviewing him, and that's when the news broke. So Willie got a note from the producer and was able to get John Oliver's instant reaction, which I thought was it was so good. Oh, God. Yeah, because remember, John Oliver got his start on The Daily Show, at least here in the United States, went on to last week tonight, which is yeah. just a, a fantastic show. It's doing incredible. Now, John, uh, John Oliver did share that he believes The Daily Show, you know, they need to get a permanent host. And his suggestions were Roy Wood Jr. and Amber Ruffin. Two good ones. 
So Roy yeah. Wood Jr. left last year. And then Amber Ruffin, I believe she's still a correspondent. You know, I haven't checked in uh, with that in a little bit. So we'll move on from that. We'll go to Dr. Phil. His new network is set to launch live news shows. We were talking about syndication in the last uh, last hour. And his new cable network, Merritt Street Media, mm-hmm. is going to launch new live shows next month. Morning on Merritt Street and over 50 and flourishing. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Dr. Phil. He's laughing and leaking. And this is a oh. network. Is this a streaming network, Holly, or is this a network? It's network? a cable broadcasting network. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, so huh. he's getting into the cable business. That Doctor mm. Phil. Wow. Good luck with that, Phil. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hey, but just like Judy, his reruns—you can't yeah. laugh at the game of the player. His oh, yeah. reruns uh, do still still do very well on all the stations that run them, including here locally on WCCO. There you go. So. There we go. Mm. More stories like this in the Dirt Alerts at 1220 and 520. Go to mytalk1071.com for more as well. When we come back, uh, some TV talk, love on the spectrum uh, and more. Plus a prize. Stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Is this a taste test? Taste test? I'm in. Oh, can I just try a little sample? Give me a taste. Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier. Let your taste decide. Jason and Alexis present TV Taste Test. Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Lex, let's start there. Oh my gosh, it's back. You guys, if you're just looking for just some of the sweetest programming that really just makes you feel good about humanity. Love on the Spectrum is the way to go. And especially if you were a fan of, this is the U.S. version, this is season two. If you're a fan of the first season, Danny, Abby, James, and Steve are all back for this second season. They're all on the autism spectrum, and they're all looking for love. And you see them go on dates, you meet their families, there's a trip, there's usually one couple that's either getting married or engaged, uh, there's a big trip in this one, and I, I watched, I, it, I guess it dropped over the weekend, I watched all of the episodes, there's seven of them, yesterday and the day before, and <laughs> I just can't get enough, the, they're, they're geniuses, first of all, at... Uh, cliffhangers right because the, the one episode ends and it's like oh and this is like they'll ask like this question you know whatever it may be and then you're just like i gotta know and then I'll, the next one automatically starts and then all of a sudden you're fully into it again and it's just oh by the end of it you just i for me i i was weeping of happiness it just it's just oh, the wow. sweetest sweetest love stories and it just makes you feel so good. So if you're looking for just some just loyal and true, if you're looking for some gratitude in your life, if you're just looking for a laugh out loud, and also it really highlights just how awkward first dates can be for mm-hmm. anyone. Uh, but 
uh, especially these individuals and really how they are overcoming um, a lot of things that might be holding them back. So, man, it's just a feel good show. And I know, Jace, you've watched Love on the Spectrum before. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, all over. Well, I- yeah, like there's a British version, but this is the U.S. version. And uh, do you think, Lex, you need to watch season one of the U.S. version of Love on the Spectrum on Netflix before you dive into this one? Great question. I think it helps because there's four characters that come back. So there is, you know, precedent of going, oh, yeah, I remember when Danny went out with so-and-so and, you know, that type of thing. Because there are some other people, daters, that come back into the fold, too, because of that. But uh, I don't think you necessarily have to. It will just enrich the experience. I have a little bit of the trailer, uh, which return, which uh, reunites you with some of your favorites from the season. Uh, here's a little bit of Love on the Spectrum Season 2. This is the U.S. version. Love is. Love is a dagger, a pretty thing, thing that enchants, but also hurts. <laughs> Welcome back. Yes, I am back. What do you think? Should we get started? Let's get started. Oh, Kikian, yeah. how's this smile? That's pretty good. <laughs> Why do you want to find love? I have... So much love to give. When there's love, there is a right match. It feels like the slipper fits. I really would like to have someone special with whom I can share the best moments of my life. Finding love can be hard for anyone. It's finally my turn, my turn. To second chances at finding love. And for some people, it can feel like an impossible dream. Oh, Love on the Spectrum, season two. Oh. I might watch this. I might. Oh. I, I might go back to it. I watched I, the other. I did. I, I watched the non-U.S. version. Yeah. So I now I should watch. The, uh, yeah, I should dip into the U.S. version. That yeah, it's just, it's just so sweet. I you just oh you just can't help smiling. And there's some really funny moments too of the family and some just some of the things they say. It's just it's just so innocent and sweet. You know, just ah. Anyway, yeah. check it out. I think you'll love it. Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Now, um, last night was another, uh, I'll keep this brief because we talked about it in, in detail yesterday, but I got an an answer to your question, Alexis, yesterday. Oh, yeah. When, uh, when the new episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills debuted, they are now in Spain. They are in Barcelona. Uh and this is where Dorit confronts Crystal. Oh, okay. And says, you know, uh, because Crystal is busted for talking behind the women's back, saying that they're uneducated, they're social climbers, blah, blah, blah. And Dorit is like, excuse me, uh, while you were being a child bride, I was in college and I was blah, 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 blah. So she Dorit was trying to be like a Bethany, trying to be like funny, um, making some sort of little quip. And that's what it was. The minute it came out of Dorit's mouth, I was like, oh, this is what Alexis is talking about. Okay. Uh, but Crystal is kind of the focus of this episode because she goes toe to toe with Anne Marie, that new housewife that I said was not necessary. Yeah. Um, Anne Marie busts Crystal. Uh, by telling the entire la- uh, group of ladies at dinner that when she first met Crystal a couple years ago, 
Crystal talked about all of them. And Anne-Marie just let it out at this dinner, which led Crystal and Anne-Marie to go at it. And then Dorit to say what she said. Well, then the next day, um, they were going on a little excursion. And the veins in Crystal's body, in her hands and her arms, and uh, started popping out. And she had the producers pull over the vehicle, and that's how it ended. Something's happening with Crystal. There's some sort of medical emergency. Um, so, oh wow, yeah. So that's where that's where it ends. But I finally heard that the context for the comment, how it was said, blah blah blah. So it was a good episode. Look, I look Barcelona is beautiful, and there looks like there's more drama ahead. So it was a good episode. Of, uh, of Beverly Hills, but that's wow. that's what it was about with Crystal. Okay, so it's just pushing back and just saying whatever, yeah. even though she's not a child bride. She was 24 when she got married. Yeah, and he was 45. Mm. So, yeah, that's, uh, they showed, Bravo showed a little graphic of, uh, of their, not a graphic, but a picture of her and Rob's wedding day. So, uh, you can catch up on Bravo right now. New episodes air on Wednesdays. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up uh with a parrot and a jedi next but all what else, uh, another thing that's fun is some star wars yes please tell us more jace we haven't had a new star wars movie since 2019's the rise of skywalker uh which left ray in a good space ray played by daisy ridley well they had announced at uh the big d23 celebration the disney uh fan convention that there is going to be a new Ray movie that takes place 15 years after the events of rise of Skywalker, where Ray is creating a new Jedi order and uh, Ray, you know, obviously they haven't even begun production yet. And obviously Daisy and Daisy Ridley can't say much, but she was interviewed by variety magazine and she gave a couple quotes, which makes folks optimistic. Mm. She has read read the script because she was unsure. You know, uh, it was hard for all of them. Fan reaction, uh, bitter Star Wars fan man babies they had mm. to deal with. Yep. So uh, nobody was really sure if any of the trilogy, a sequel trilogy people were going to return. But Daisy Ridley, here's a couple things she said. This is a worthwhile return to Star Wars. Mm. And when she read the script, she said the idea is cool as S. Another word for poop. Uh, What does S mean? No, (laughs) just kidding. Cool as sharks. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. All right. And she said that this takes the story in a completely different direction. Uh, that she thinks fans are going to like, which that makes me happy. I So I don't know if that means, you know, out of the constant struggle of the Jedi versus the Sith. Yeah. Uh, are we going to have new worlds? Uh, you know, what, what What does that mean? Is, you know, mm. does Ray open a new school for Jedis? Does for she Jedi? open a Culver's franchise on Tatooine? Yeah. yeah. That would be something with blue mm-hmm. milk. Mm. Yeah. As the base of the cement mixers or whatever they're called over there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, now I, I, well, I was already excited. I'm, I'm not, I just actually rewatched my nap movie yesterday was the, uh, last Jedi. 
And I, I, I admittedly go back and forth on that film because I'm such a Ryan Johnson fan. Yeah. And I've, and I've watched the documentary, the two hour documentary about the making of last Jedi. And when you watch it, you really see what Ryan was trying to do. And I don't agree with all the beats of that movie. Um, but my goodness, he really cared. You know, hell, Mark Hamill didn't even like the direction that that movie took the franchise. My point being is I am not um, I'm not an overall hater of the sequel trilogy like a lot of fans. I think there's some definite positives in it. Mm-hmm. Did did, you know, looking back now, four years away from it, I was a fan of Rise of Skywalker initially. I, I like it less as the years go on. I think they could have done so many different things. Um, but having said that, I, I, there are good things about the sequel trilogy. I like the character of Kylo Ren. I don't like where they wound up with him. Yeah. But I like the petulant child villain uh, kind of thing where it's just rage and anger. And uh, I like that yeah, character. He's tender. And I, yeah. And I like Ray. They show a tender side of him. I like Ray. I'm, I'm, you know. Yeah. I, I I like her as the protagonist, uh, but uh, I'm 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 curious of where they're going to go with this. Who the villain is going to be? What's what's the setup? Is this going to be just one movie? Is this going to be a single story, or is this going to be another trilogy? Just a, lots of questions and no answers. But we should know more. My last thing I'll say is I think we'll know more by the end of this year. I think this year we're going to get some more information on this movie. Well, we have to, I think it comes out. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the time frame? Oh, 2026. Okay. Yeah. Or I, or December, 2025, actually, I think it is. It's slated mm. for, so we're going to have to know something, girl. We may even get a trailer. If it's December, 2025, yeah. we may get it. We may even get a teaser this coming Christmas. Maybe. I don't know. So there nice. we go. That's, that's what they, that's what she said. Cool. Cool as S. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Uh huh. There's also a female director. Uh huh. There's been some things swirling around about her. If she's actually going to do it or not. Yeah, because she caused. Well, it's the culture war crap. I, 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 she made a statement years ago because when when they hired her, of course, internet trolls dig up every interview, and she made a comment years ago, um, about. How somebody asked her a question about her filmmaking and how she said that she likes to get under guy's skin a little bit. She likes to bother guys. So then all of these, uh, all of these sensitive man babies Mm. were like, she's a man hater. See, she likes to make men uncomfortable. Oh yeah. The word was uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh my God, Mm. I, I, are you that, are you that insecure that uh, that a woman saying that is, is, is that bothersome, and just because and what's she said wrong with that, that, I mean, anyone can say that. That's yeah. part of the creative process. You want to poke a few bears. Well, also, I think we should be uncomfortable more. All of us, yes! not just men. I think you know, growth comes from uncomfortable. The fact that we're shielding everybody from. I mean, you know, we don't want kids to be uncomfortable at all. We don't want them. We don't want. Please, guys should be more uncomfortable more often. I don't, I, I just, I don't understand it, but I refuse to step into that. I refuse to step into that nonsense, that culture war nonsense that I feel like we're in a hamster ball of this crap. It is, 
it's even worse than it was in the early '90s with the Murphy Brown, Dan Quayle, you know, nonsense. This this period of culture war crap has gone on way too long. It's ridiculous. It's just so silly. It's Star Wars. Relax. If she makes a good movie, great. If you if she makes a crap movie, go ahead and criticize her. Mm-hmm. But can can we wait until we see a frame of her work before we dump on it? Fans are already going. Oh, I'm not going to go see this. This is going to be a disaster. No, it's going to be no. Disney's. Biggest flop yet. I'm like, we haven't even seen we haven't even seen a plot line summary. Yeah, and the love of things believing. Chill out. I wasted two and a half hours of my life watching the rise of Skywalker. Chill out. (laughs) Yeah. And that was directed by a a good man. Uh It was a good directed by a good dude. But Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they'll be come on, they'll be watching they need something to say. Yeah. Fuel their clicks. Anyway, that's gonna do Mm -hmm. for us. If you're uh, listening and you're a kid that's being bullied, you go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. Have a fantastic day. We love you so very much. Donna and Steve Experience up next. Bye for now, friends.